Fables Radio, an unofficial audio adaptation of the graphic novel series Fables by Bill Willingham. Chapter 6 Best Laid Plans Hey, Blue said you wanted to see me? Yeah. Looked like you and Snow are having fun out there. (sighs) What? So that whole staying away from Bluebeard and not spreading gossip thing stuck in your head for a whole, what, five minutes? I I didn't know he was going to try to slit Jack's throat. People get on my shit list for a lot less, Cindy. Yeah, but you like me. I presume I'm here to make it up to you. Sit down and cover my tab. Done and done. You like people watching, right? How about you give me a rundown of what everybody's been up to tonight? Pinocchio's been sitting at the bar for the past three hours, chugging vodka and lamenting his testicles. Uh, what? (laughs) Fine. Where do you want me to start? Hey, you two seen a pretty brunette anywhere around here? Answers to Mary. Yay tall? (laughs) Can't say I have. Uh, nope. Sorry, Jack. Hold up there, friend. Mm. Let's have a little chat. Uh, okay. I don't know, Sheriff. Miss White really gave the say-so on this? Of course she did. But more to the point, can you do it? Technically? Yeah, but we good, Grimble? Yeah, I guess so. Good man. Ahem. <clears throat> Excuse me, Frau Totenkinder. May I have a word? What warrants such manners from the gaffer wolf? I need a favor. Favors are not free, my boy. I understand that, but it's time sensitive. My. Hmm, well, I'm afraid my services are at a premium, then. Name your price. Hmm. For a favor, no questions asked. Hmm. I would request a likewise arrangement. A gift of service from you to be redeemed at a later date. I agree and you'll get me what I want. If it is within my power, you need only ask. Hmm. Deal. Wondrous. I believe I already know what it is you seek. Of course you do. This is more people than I was expecting, Blue. I know. I'm sorry, Miss White. Word got around somehow, and they all just started showing up. I should stop being surprised by that. I'll try to settle them. Thank you. This is quite irregular, Miss White. I understand, sir. Well, nothing wrong with a little theatricality every now and then, but shouldn't this matter be settled privately? I expect the sheriff will explain everything when he arrives. Ah, very well. Uh, if you'd excuse me, sir. Lady Beauty, may I have a word? I thought I made it clear there was nothing more to say, Miss White. Darling, she's trying to be polite. The least you could do is the same. I'm trying to apologize, actually. I'm sorry for my behavior at our appointment. Hmm. I was... 
boorish? Insensitive. What I suggested to you, and to you, my lord, was unfair. Our community is limited in resources, yes, but at no point should we be turning our citizens away to suffer alone. Does that include the current residents of the farm? Pardon? It's all well and good to say you want to help your constituents, but what of those trapped upstate, who can't afford to masquerade as human? I will be sure to address their concerns as well, but in the meantime I'd like to focus on what can be solved now, for you. Perhaps there are others in this community better equipped to multitask. You sound like you're campaigning. We should all be willing to fulfill our civic duty, if it's asked of us. I appreciate your apology, Miss White. As does my wife. We both gladly accept it. I would be grateful for a second chance at addressing your concerns, my lady. If you intend to make it productive, I might be willing. Thank you. Looking forward to it. That seemed... tense. Are you alright, Snow? Better, actually. So what's all this? Quite a fuss for a rooftop. <sighs> You'll know when I do. How did you hear about this? Evening, sister wives. <sighs> Can you behave for one night, please? <laughs> Easy, I was joking. <laughs> You're drunk. I am having fun. And I wasn't the only one, apparently. Flycatcher can cut a rug. I suppose. And you, you big sneak. <sighs> what? I can't believe you were Big B's mystery date. No comment. Come on, I deserve a little gossip after getting the word out about the show up here. You, you what? What did I say about rumors, Cindy? Don't look at me. I'm just following the big guy's orders. Wait, Big B had you tell everyone to come up here? Yeah, called it ironic penance for running my mouth before. But why invite half the building? <laughs> Come on. You need a captive audience for any self-respecting parlor room scene. How is that a thing? Subtle girls. I'll speak of the devil in question. Evening all. Thanks for waiting. Mr. Wolf, any chance you'll bring some method to this madness? I guess I can lay a little groundwork while we wait. Wait for what, exactly? Everyone, gather round. So confused. They're not telling us everything. What's going on here? Ooh, shiny. That a present for your girlfriend? No, it's a very expensive puzzle piece. Whatever. Have fun, Sherlock. Big B, can we get on with it, if you don't mind? Sure. Like you say in your speech, Mr. Mayor, our inhuman citizens live upstate, barring the magic needed to hide their true nature from the Mundies. We know the law. I need an assistant. <laughs> nah, I'm serious. I could give you a whole tour. It's only a few floors down. Hey, Colin. Uh, <laughs> hey, what you need, big guy? Help me with a little playtesting. I was kinda in the middle of something. We've got a lot of folks here this evening masquerading as something they're not. Most of them are sanctioned to do so. Others... <laughs> Maybe I should go. I um, at considerable expense to myself, I've procured a counterspell that should cut through any glamours it touches. Incidentally, Miss White, I'd like to report a few, Jeff. <laughs> Seriously, Big. I think you made your point already. What's happening right know who that is. That suddenly makes a lot more sense. Thanks for the help, friend. 
I owe you one. Mm, jackass. Hey, stick around, Colin. I'm sure Miss White would like a chat later. I think I've had enough of him for one evening, thank you. Uh, Sheriff, I'm afraid I'm still lost. Yes, what does this have to do with Rose? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Hello. Sorry. Uh, um, don't, don't mind us. As you were, my <laughs> loyal subjects. Uh, seriously? Yep. You are looking at the new Lord of Charming... Phil. What's the place called again? <laughs> Jack, quit dicking around and get over here. Right. Right. This way, my dear. Jack, what what is all this? Right on oh. time. Hey, let go of me. Mr. Mayor, Miss White, I would like to introduce you to Rose Red's murderer. Get off me, you son of a... Bitch. Rose Red. Wow. I can't believe it. Oh my god. Rose? I don't understand. Rose. Uh, hi. You're alive. You're alive? <laughs> Apparently. But the attack! All that blood that we had to clean up. We had to buy new shoes. Your apartment was a war zone! Staged. With some help from Rose's still current boyfriend, Jack. What? Is this Wolf? What sort of mad conspiracy have you uncovered here, Mr. Wolf? I thought you'd never ask. By all means, Sheriff. Show everyone how very smart you are. Uh, Snow. Mr. Wolf? Right. I could tell pretty quick that the crime scene had been staged. The blood was real, and it was all Rose Reds. But it was everywhere. Like it had been splashed around with a bucket. Not exactly proof of a murder, at least. Not one that had taken place at her apartment. Whatever violence that had supposedly happened missed anything expensive. New stereo system, leather furniture, vintage vinyl collection. Only the cheap worn down stuff had been smashed or knocked over. I found an errant toaster next to the couch, but the kitchen hadn't been ransacked like the rest of the place. It had just been thrown there. A toaster? Yeah, I know. Dodgy evidence. But then... Jack said he'd already searched inside looking for Rose. There was blood coating every surface of that place. But I didn't find a single footprint in it. That's a meticulous footwork for a guy worried that his girlfriend's been butchered. You couldn't be subtle to save your ass, could you? Baby, I... Shut up! So, I had my suspicions from the get-go that I couldn't take anything at face value. I figured Jack was somehow involved in Rose's disappearance, but I couldn't be sure how or why. Not till Bluebeard, while trying to gut him like a fish, mentioned that Jack had been at his heels for years, trying to get him to invest in his half-cocked business ventures. Their mutual involvement with Rose was uncanny, to say the least. I demand swift justice, Lord Mayor. I have been robbed and deceived. You didn't think it was convenient that your girlfriend, who used to date the guy who was hounding you to invest, turned around and asked you for money? seems my betrothed is very adept at deception when she wants something. Or when she wants to hurt someone. Why are you doing this? You're embarrassing me! I'm just affording you the same courtesy and dignity that you gave Snow White. 
when you decided to make it look like you'd been brutally murdered on her watch. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure that she had nothing but concern for her lazy, selfish screw-up of a sister. I'm sorry, which one of those is supposed to be inaccurate? I've seen too much video footage to be sure. Easy. And you! All that pretending to investigate. You let me think my sister was dead for weeks. You lied to me. Snow, I didn't. Even when I began to suspect that Rose was involved in the scam, there was no way to be sure she'd survive staging the crime scene. She needed to be alive to swindle Bluebeard. Yeah, maybe fake her death, but once she'd done her part, whoever else was involved could have decided that it was simpler to just off any witness. By all accounts, there was no reason to think she was alive. That blood was all hers, and it was too much to survive losing it once. But you figured it out, Snow. You put the last piece into place. How? Day one in Rose's apartment, I found a padlock and holes drilled into the freezer. It didn't make any sense. I'd written it off until tonight. When you said the caterers lock up the good stuff. The caterers do what now? Rose Red and Jack must have been planning the stunt for nearly a year. If they only drew small amounts of Rose's blood at a time, they could store it all in the freezer to keep it fresh. And then they could take as long as they needed to collect a convincing amount to fake her murder. But with people running in and out of Rose's parties at all hours, there was no way someone wasn't going to stumble on all those blood bags. So they locked it up, until they needed it. To what end, though? Why go through all this trouble? Faking your death, Rose! Are you kidding me? How long did you imagine that would work? We just needed more time to figure out another way to pay back what we took! As usual, Jack went all in on one of his get-rich-quick schemes and, as usual, it went belly up on him, left him swimming up to his neck in debt. And God forbid he pay it off honestly, or suffer the well-overdue consequences of being a lying little shit. Nah, he decided to weasel his way out of it by swindling the most dangerous man in Fable Town out of a small fortune. Did I miss any of the broad strokes, Jack? I will have your head, boy! Pick me! Protect me! Wait, my lord! My lord! I'm sure we can work this out. Easy there, Bluebeard. You think Jack came up with the honeypot idea all by himself? What? You got duped by a pretty face. Your blushing bride-to-be conned you into paying her a dowry. Then, she faked her own death to avoid marrying you. I'm pretty sure you helped pay for that fancy glamour magic she was using tonight, too. Ruth. My love, is this true? Sorry, honey. I see. I'm sure the goal was to pay you back with the fortune that Jack planned on making with his next foolproof scheme. Like I said, yeah. Then Rose would let you down gently and call off the wedding. But I bet it only took a few months into your engagement to see there wasn't going to be any money by year's end. They needed another way for her to get out of that contract of yours because you scared the shit out of her. What are you talking about? I'm sure you would have been very forgiving when you found out about the scam, and that your lady love had not only tricked you, but wasn't going to be paying you back. You have a long and storied history of being gracious like that. I am the injured party here! I've been cheated out of my money and my bride. I'll have satisfaction from these two. Jack's blood on my blade, and the dowry repaid. I expect punitive damages for the emotional distress I've been forced to suffer! Don't you need a heart to feel something? Perhaps I will start with your help on my walk, Wolf! Enough of this! Stop it! We will settle all of this later. For now, it is incredibly late. Everyone go home and stay there. The mayor, the sheriff and I will discuss what to do in the morning. We will summon you as you're needed. 
Do not wander off. Understood? Uh, agreed. Uh, there has been quite enough excitement for one evening. Sheriff, hmm. first thing tomorrow, I'll provide you a list of all parties involved in whatever this was. Bring them to me in order. I'll handle the bloodletting. Snow, can we talk? Don't you have suspects to take into custody? <sighs> yes, Deputy Mayor. I appreciate you coming on such short notice, Lord Bluebeard. Your pet wolf didn't give me the impression I had any choice in the matter. <laughs> of course you have choices, my lord. For example, this case contains all of the money you originally gave to my sister for the dowry in cash. If you choose to accept it as your only repayment for the wrong done against you, then everything is settled and we're done here. I am owed far more than this, Miss White. In blood or payment, it makes no matter to me. I was made a fool. Jack and Rose Red took advantage of my intentions and did undue harm to my property and my well-being. Rose flagrantly violated my trust and our contract. A contract which you also broke, my lord. What? You promised, as one of the conditions of your prenuptial agreement, to keep your engagement to my sister a secret for one calendar year, specifically until the night of the Remembrance Day celebration. <sighs> You're not serious. And you told the sheriff and me about it several days before that night. Only when we all thought she'd been murdered. Only in response to your questions in an official investigation. Regardless, you broke the stated conditions of the contract, making it null and void. The Fabletown government has been kind enough to reimburse you the money you've lost despite that. We didn't have to. I won't stand for this. You will, actually. Or otherwise, I'll have no choice but to reinstate the charges against you for the attempted murder of Jack of the Tales while he was in my custody. Unfortunately, that means your head goes the way of so many of your past wives. Of course, it's your choice, my lord. <sighs> so, here we are, my sweet. Back where we kicked off the plan that made me considerably rich again. Full circle, you might say. Now... Do you have my earnings? What's left of them? Excuse me? Don't spend it all in one place, darling. Where's the rest? That's all of it. Less the pre-agreed fees and expenses, of course. What sort of unethical nonsense is this? The raffle brought in millions. There's barely $30,000 here. Twenty and change, actually. We signed an agreement that I would help you sell your title and lands. Don't tell me you didn't read it. You can't swindle me out of my hard-earned money with some joke contract that you drafted up and tricked me into signing. In the spirit of full disclosure, the lottery was actually Bigby's idea. Though I did come up with a clause in our contract that let me take out reasonable expenses before you got your share. And what, pray tell, constitutes a reasonable expense? Reimburse our most generous community patron, Lord Bluebeard, and recouping the cost of the investigation. None of that is my responsibility. But you were happy to cheat fables out of their hard-earned cash. You're lucky I gave you the leftovers. I don't see you returning any of it, if you feel so sore about it. If Bluebeard isn't happy and incentivized to continue his sponsorship of the government, the entire community falls apart. But I don't suspect you'd know anything about responsibility, would you? What am I to do now, then? If I were you, I'd use what's left of your ill-gotten gains to buy your title back from Jack. I bet he can be bought cheap. 
Let's be honest. You'd never make it very long as a commoner. <sighs> I'm afraid we have more stops to make this morning, Miss White. Charming, dearest. You'll pick up the check, won't you? <laughs> that was mean. I know, but I needed to pick me up before our last victims. After you. Just this way, everyone. Thanks, Bobo. It, it's, uh, it's Buffkin, actually. Feeling a little like we're walking to the gallows, Bigby. I thought this was all sorted. No harm, no foul. By whose measure, exactly? Well, no one's actually dead. Jack, shut up. Thank you, Buffkin. Can you give us a minute? Of course, ma'am. Never got sent to the principal's office before. Do I get a slap on the wrist or a call home to my parents? You avoid prison time. Wait, prison? Yes, Rose, you stole a tremendous amount of money from one of the most powerful donors in Fabletown. I barely managed to keep you out of a cell and Jack's head off the chopping block. You're both welcome. What happens instead? Not that we're ungrateful. Speak for yourself. One year of probation and community service, and you owe fines to the community totaling $10,000 each. Are you fucking kidding me? You know we don't have that kind of money. It might as well be a million each. You'll have it by the end of the day, actually. I have a hunch that our ex-Prince Charming is willing to pay at least that much to get his lands and title back. So, that's it? No one ends up with anything? Fable Town receives 200 hours of time and effort from you. You'll be doing some good for the community for once. You get to keep your heads and your freedom, which seems like more than you two deserve right now. And you keep that much only as long as you behave. Let's take a walk, Jack. I think we got a good chance of finding his former majesty stalking the halls for you. I guess I'll see you around, Rose. Ugh, yeah. All right, so we put in 200 hours and we're done. What counts as community service? I don't know. You'll have to find out when you get to the farm. The farm? You're sending us to the farm? Oh, there is no way I'm letting you two go anywhere together. I'm sending you. What? Fuck you! I am saving your neck, Rose. After everything you put me through, you're just sending me away. Out of sight, out of mind, like you've always wanted. You put in all this effort, the engagement, the fake murder, just to cover up someone else's idiocy. Jack just charges right into mistakes and never learns from them. He does nothing but drag you down, Rose. You deserve better, even after everything you've done. Great pep talk, just in time to turn my life around. Maybe find myself a nice chicken to settle down with. Honestly, I think the fresh air will do you good. And some time apart from Jack even more so. Ready to head home. I assume you're referring to my exile in exile. Not like I have much of a choice. Seriously, man. If you knew half the nonsense those podunks get up to, you might actually feel bad about booting the firecracker upstate. Shit's getting tense on the farm. We'll take our chances. You had to know this was where we'd end up, Colin. Sure. But 
At least I got to go out in the blaze of glory. You slept on my couch for a week. Yep. Blaze of glory. They are almost done loading up the truck. If you forgot to pack something, I can have a chip for you. So you're just gonna ignore me? Sad I'll miss the look on your face when your charge dies in a few hours. Power's pretty dodgy up on the farm. I can hear you. <laughs> I can buy you something that runs on batteries if you insist on drowning out the sounds of nature. I suppose internet's too much to ask? It is. <sighs> Fucking beautiful. You know, you'll actually be doing a lot of good for people who don't get much attention from us. <laughs> wow. Rose, I... I never wanted this for us. Hell of a way to show it. You went poking around wearing someone else's face, and the topic you decided to bring up is our relationship. Then you throw the shitty things I said back in my face and completely ignored the other things I said. <sighs> You're the only family I have. I love you. You have to know that. It... it broke me when I thought that you were gone. That this... Horrible thing had happened when I should have been looking out for you. Yeah, you quit that job a long time ago. I don't know what I did to make you hate me so. Ever think that's part of the problem? Then tell me. I'm being summoned. Wait, Rose. Hold on! Talk to me, please, for once. Rain check. Can't be late for my first day in indentured service. Rose. No, you don't get to feel better about yourself with a heart-to-heart. -heart. At least, this time, you've got a clue why your own sister would hate you. Good luck, Rose. Yeah, whatever. You holding up all right? We weren't always like this. I gathered. The stories have you two running around thick as thieves. That was before Charming, even. It's been centuries of this. At each other's throats. I had hoped, maybe after everything we went through to survive the exile, that Rose and I would have a chance to pick up the pieces. But nothing's changed. Feels like it's only gotten worse. Don't have to give up on her just yet. We're gonna be around an awful long time. Silver lining, at least we're only dead to each other and not actually dead. You're piling a hell of a weight on just your shoulders here. And you haven't slowed down since the party. Have you taken a moment to decompress? Have you eaten or just stopped for a second? Haven't had the time. Haven't slept either. Imagine that. One thing at a time. How about dinner? <laughs> Another date with you under false pretenses? <laughs> nah, just food. Though if you find yourself desperate for a shoulder to weep upon, you've got your pick. <laughs> Shut up. I'm gonna order in. There's plenty of paperwork left to finish. Right. You coming? Stop snooping. Never been inside your apartment before. It's big. The one perk to this job. Makes your old place look like crap. You were never inside that one either. And why is that? Perhaps your reputation as a house guest precedes you. Something about huffing and puffing. <laughs> Fair enough. 
All things considered, this whole mess would have been a lot worse if Jack hadn't won the lottery. Sheer dumb luck, that was. Yeah, funny how that worked out so well. Downright convenient. Big B. What? I didn't say anything. <sighs> oh my god. We need to have a talk about ethics at some point. If you think it'd do any good. <sighs> Probably not. There. Last mayoral decree signed and sealed. Doesn't the mayor have to sign all that? Amendment. Deputy Mayor Snow White is hereby granted blanket authority to carry out all mediating measures in my name. Signed, Lord Mayor Cole. Congratulations, Miss White. You've come up with a compromise that not a single person's happy with. Well, at least we've managed to spread out the misery as best we can. We? I solved the murder. It's you people are going to hate for all this. Boo-fucking-who. I'll try to live with the loss. <sighs> Sorry. I meant what I said before. You're... You're not part of the problem, Snow. Doesn't feel like that most days. Even getting back to the status quo did so much damage. Millions of dollars from people who shouldn't have spent it in the first place. Who didn't know it was all going to be used to cushion my failings. That one you can plural. We both could have gone about this better. <sighs> I inherited a mess of a system. Fabletown was supposed to be a community. Aren't we all in this together? Hiding together. Exiled together. But some days it feels like I'm nothing but a glorified landlord. In the end, the only thing that seems to matter is the bottom line. We need to do better for our citizens. What a horrible cold woman you are, Miss White. It'd be easier, wouldn't it? Even on his best days in this job, I never saw Crane get bogged down in a crisis of conscience. He never seemed relaxed exactly, Ichabod but... Crane was a piece of shit. Cole should have kicked him on his ass long before what he tried to pull on you. If I see him again, I'm gonna- If you see him again, you're going to leave him to me. Yes, ma'am. But yeah, all this could have been a lot worse. Could have been the adversary. Nah, don't worry too much about that. I've got people covering the angles. Really? Who? Sorry, it's classified. As are most things with you. <sighs> all right, keep your secrets. For now. But our job is the security of Fabletown. It will come up. Understood. Can you trust them? Your people? <laughs> right, right. Classified. I suppose you never know who you can trust these days. I usually do. Listen, Snow. I'm sorry I made this harder for you than I should have. I tried to be thorough, like you would have wanted me to be. But history aside, you shouldn't have been a suspect. I know when you lie to me and you never did. I should have read you in from the beginning. And why didn't you? I didn't want to get your hopes up. I thought I was sparing your feelings or something. Must be honest, best case scenario, your sister staged all this and made your life a living hell. Worst case, she was actually dead. What do you mean, you know when I lie to you? Well, we've worked together for long enough, haven't we? I suppose... I should let you get back to doling out justice. Bigby. Yeah? Before the stunt you pulled, and all the yelling, I was having a nice time. With you. Good. My dastardly plan worked. Me too. Good night, Snow. Good night.
Jeez, are they serious? It's the middle of the night! Hmm. Um, hello? Cindy? Cindy! Crispin! Hi! What's up? Is everything alright? You're sweating. Yeah, just working out. Sorry to interrupt. I was just wondering if you... I thought you were leaving town today. <sighs> I, uh, might have gotten a little sidetracked after the party. <laughs> I see. Well, I was looking for the inventory log. I couldn't find it in the shop. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, I had it. Figured I'd lend a hand. It's all done, if you want to check it. Here. Well, I... Uh... Huh. It's actually filled out correctly. I know I've been a pain in the ass lately. I'm sorry. I suppose we've all been under a little stress lately. You know, while I'm abroad, I, uh... I was gonna talk to some friends I've made about maybe possibly getting some of those expensive imports you keep telling me I shouldn't buy for myself <laughs> for the shop. I can conference you in if you want, when we talk. No, thank you. But that would be nice. Tell me what you find. Maybe call me after. Sure. Good. Crispin, I know I've been a little shit. You deserve more in a business partner. Partner? Yeah, I figured you're running the glass slipper half the time anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay, more than half the time. I was thinking that maybe you'd want a financial stake in it. And more credit for everything that you do. Thank you. I... I don't know what to say. Just say thank you, boss, and we'll be done with it. I thought you weren't my boss. <sighs> Sorry. Thank you, partner. Thank you, Cindy. You're welcome. Uh, uh, listen, I really do need to get back Cindy, to- Cindy, are you all right? Is that, is that blood on your face? Yeah, I just bumped my head trying to get a little too acrobatic. Right. Have a safe trip. And a safe evening, I guess. Thank you. See you when I get back. Good night, Cindy. Good night. Wake up, sunshine. You know, I heard getting knocked unconscious is really bad for your brain. Everything sloshing around in there okay? <sighs> How you doing? Got a few brain cells still firing? C-spot run? <sighs> Lovely. Wait, wait. Don't tell me. I won't get away with this. I'm a traitor to my kind. Blah, blah, blah. Seriously, get some new material. Hmm. Let's see what you've got here. Huh. Oh. Hello, gorgeous. Now, where were we? All right. Oh, shit. Sit tight, will ya? 
You said I wasn't being trailed. Well then, I guess I'm just imagining the guy tied up in my closet, bleeding on my cashmere. I can't deal with this right now. I had a flight. I already had to reschedule after this asshole sucker punched me in the elevator, which is getting pretty old for the record. Pick your subterfuge, boss. I can't do both. What, you want me to toss him in the witching well or something? Jesus. You have a key, just... No, I don't have time. I have a flight in an hour. Okay. All right. All right. I'll just get the geezer to pay for it. But you better show up. Five minutes. He's heavier than he looks. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be done. You're welcome. Skilled labor just doesn't get the thanks it used to, you know? <coughs> Shut up. <coughs> hey, darling. No, afraid I'm still running late. Might have to kick back to another flight again. You think you can square that for me? I'm sure you can. Oh, I know. I miss you too, but I'll be there soon. Just remember, business first. Do you have what I asked for? Good boy. Then I will see you very soon. Oh, and Ichabod, darling, try to behave until I get there. Hmm? I'll see you then. Of course, all hail the Emperor. Isn't that right, friend? I got this pillow in Marrakesh. Ah, oh well. The sacrifices of a career gal. The end. Thank you for listening to Fables Radio, an unofficial audio adaptation of the graphic novel series Fables by Bill Willingham and DC Vertigo Comics. This series was adapted, directed, and edited by Angela McCain. Starring in alphabetical order, Carson Beck as Kay, Alex Kane as Buffkin and Cindy's hostage, Patrick Casau as Jack of the Tales, George DeLorean as Hobbs and Grimble, Phoenix Emrys as Frau Totenkinder and Gala Servers, Tamara Fritz as Snow White and Rose Red, Joshua Galvin as Pinocchio, Stephen H.W. Grove as Lord Beast, Human, and Gala Bartender, Dale Lakonen as Boy Blue, Angela McCain as Lady Beauty, Mary, Additional Voices and Narrator, Jack McCrory as Prince Charming and Additional Voices, 
Dean T. Moody as Mayor Cole and additional voices. Eric Peterson as Flycatcher, Crispin, Colin the Pig, and additional voices. Griffin Puatu as Lord Bluebeard and additional voices. Nicholas Shapiro as Lord Beast, Cursed, and Taxi Driver. Olivia Steele as Briar Rose. Melissa Sternenberg as Cinderella and additional voices. Cliff Thompson as Bigby Wolf. Music and sound effects in this production were used with Creative Commons non-commercial attribution licenses. For a full list of music and sound design credits, visit our website at fablesradio.wordpress.com. This audio drama was an adaptation of the first volume in the Fables series, Legends in Exile. To continue the stories of Fable Town and its residents, we recommend reading the graphic novel series by Bill Willingham and DC Vertigo Comics, the tie-in novel by Bill Willingham, or playing Telltale's serialized video game, The Wolf Among Us. On behalf of the entire cast, thank you for your support. And thank you for listening.